You know, you want the money, you want to get laid, you want the respect. What you mostly want is the freedom. You want you want to control your own destiny. All right? That's what it's all about, man. That's what in the end, that's what it's all about for all of us. We want to control our own destinies. The sinking sand of despair The smell of dread in the air I'm head to toe in my own fear I'm going to die and I need to cry ah. Testing, speak intra Hello, hello, hello One second, slip The Michael Anthony Show, uh, the MA Show, was honoured for the second time to be joined by uh, Van Zandt, um, iconic actor, musician. Thanks for coming, Steve. <laughs> My pleasure. I presume you don't remember the first time that we spoke. <laughs> I saw something this morning, and I, I wanted to get your opinion on this. AI have Paul McCartney's voice singing God Only Knows, but it's not him actually singing it. It's an AI robotic version, but it sounds like... He's actually singing it. So we could be looking at a future now in the world in which people don't just think that the best boxers in the world are YouTubers, but they actually will be able to pick records. And in 40 years, it won't be a case of play me, um, little Stephen, little Richard, Bruce Springsteen. It will be give me John Lennon singing Born to Run. Does that not ruin the authenticity of the art? And do you think that we're kind of fucked and you're happy to be on the tail end of life, really? <laughs> yeah, we're entering uh, a whole new level of... Uh, of uh, how can we put this? Inauthenticity... I can't say it, can I? Inauthenticity... Um, it's really we're 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 seeing it now, but um, what's really troubling is this. Uh, what's it called? Deep deep fakes, uh, dark fa uh, deep, yeah, deep fakes, fake, fake, right? Fake which is which is a little bit what you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, this is ex it's not it's not so dangerous in the way that you're saying it in terms of somebody singing another song. It's dangerous but, though in terms of the perception of art. Yeah, well, that that so yes, the computers are actually going to be the new reality, right? And well, that, reality that, is going to be gone, right? But that's one level of it. Okay, the other level of it is the president of a country saying, you know, we just bombed Russia, you know, and um, and having somebody believe that, you know, administrative fact, they'll the, take care of that. Maybe, maybe. But art, art will be one of the first to go. Because if you watch well, it, what, what, what is modern society ruining? Sports on its knees. We have yeah. boxing, which was the original 1800s Brooklyn underground. What man is better <laughs> than another man? That was sport, combat. Yeah, That's gone. That's finished now. The, the highest pay-per-view boxers are guys who are filming themselves, getting a nice coffee, and <laughs> calling it content. And they're becoming millionaires. And I presume, obviously, you're... Jesus, you have a 60-year career. You, you don't care. Yeah, but I'm yeah, asking someone who was part of the arts. It, it, it's, it's really, you know, it's, it's so tricky when you're talking about art because, you know, as I've always said, one must separate the art from the artist, you know, because if we don't, um, we're never going to be able to benefit 
from the art, which is, of course, essential to the quality of life. You know, and if we start eliminating the art because the artist is an asshole, you know, we're going to eliminate most of the great art of the world. Yeah. You know, which I, 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 can, I can attest to because, uh, you know, I am one. You know, so, so I mean, um, but, but um, so, so when it comes to this, you know, fraudulent or, you know, <laughs> um, sort of uh, manufactured art, if you will, it's hard to it's hard to put a value judgment on it because I suppose it might have some value to to somebody somehow. You know what I mean? Uh, it's easy for us to say, "Well, this is ridiculous and it's insane." Yeah. Uh, you know, and 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 it, of course it, it is ridiculous and insane. So yeah, so you, you think know? if someone's still getting endorphins and happiness off Paul McCartney singing a song he didn't sing, then God bless it. Well, exactly. And, and techno- technological advances created a new art. Exactly. But therefore, we're losing our humanity, though, at the same well, time. Well, aren't that's we? a, but that's sort of a, a sort of a different issue. I mean, but that's going on right now. I, I mean. That's the whole concept of digital rather than analog. That's the whole concept of video rather than film. We've genuinely become secular and no longer believe in God, that we're actually willing to hand over our humanity to technology. We're not going to have a choice about that, first of all. But, but, but um, uh, we, have to find a way to, we have to find a way to maintain the humanity in spite of it, I think. But it's never going to be the same. Uh, I mean, it's just not. Uh, you know, we, again... Video ain't film, and digital ain't analog. Okay, and 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 the again authenticity, if you will, even though it's a even though it's an art form that you know uh, is flexible, and and uh, but we, we when we when we see, I mean, uh, how does the Oscars judge a cinematographer these days. I don't know, because most of it's on a green screen, you know, uh, you know, uh, and 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 does it have the same visceral emotional effect, you know, when you're filming something, uh, or when you're hearing something analog, than than when it's on video and, and and digital. I think it's I think it's qualitatively different. Okay, I can't explain why. Uh, I'm not sure even even if scientifically one one could explain why, but I know it's different, uh, and I f- I feel it's different, and it, and it has to do with that one dimension removed from reality, even though it's not reality, it, it's it's art, but yet there is a, a some sort of uh, qualitative authenticity to the old art as opposed to the new art that somehow retains that humanity you're talking about sacrificing ourselves whilst this is happening in terms of a heightened suicide rate and an obsession with psychiatric medication because humanity is leaving things such as the arts which were supposed to be relatable mechanisms in which we could look at people and go i don't like my job i don't like my fucking wife but jesus christ do i like what he's saying about our struggle and when we lose that we're just going to become artificial robots that live longer for no fucking reason yes but you're combining a few things here um you're talking about our complete lack of uh um uh, dependence and and belief in the institutions of society now okay that's what you're talking about but, and you're right and you're you, absolutely right would you agree right. that we, we look at the 20s and the, the things in Ireland like the Limerick Lanes there's things like the famine in the 1800s. I presume your ancestors would have suffered starvation nearly. Like, they were happier. 
their brains were receiving more positive emotional reactions on a more regular basis yeah. than people walking around today with bags under their eyes. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. And there's no doubt about it that we are receiving more information so than, we yeah. can, than we can possibly so, absorb. So capitalism won the war. But the end of capitalism is that it actually just stole humans. And because we became so money obsessed, we handed over our humanity. So capitalism didn't just beat fascism and communism. Capitalism beat humanity in the end. Well, and our certainly our, 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 our form of orthodox capitalism, certainly. Um, I think there's a lot of most of Europe and, 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 and some parts of the world. There is a socialized version of capitalism, of course, you know. There is no pure capitalism. It's all socialism of some of some of some degree. Okay, but but um, but your point though is correct. I mean, I just did two world tours before this one with my disciples of soul, and um, I saw that same sort of extremism all over the place. I mean, that extreme fascism, either it's fascism or it's religious extremism, one or the other. And this comes from everybody being, and I mean everybody, and I can generalize about this, everybody is disappointed with their lives, okay? Why is that? Because they're working twice as hard for half of the reward, right? And that is what you were referring to as the failure of capitalism, and, and you're right uh, in that sense. Um, and, and, and what happens is the demagogues come along, you know, be, be they the religious, so-called religious leaders or, or, the, or the fascists like, you know, Trump and, and the assholes. That's all he was, though, you know, wasn't he? he? He was just a reaction of our society gone mad with yes, technology. Yes, yes, There's yes. no possibility for him to be an actual figurehead leader of any form of community in a pre-social media era. It was the controversy that he created and the ridiculousness. True, he, he's just—he's just the uh, end result of it all. Yeah. Uh, yes, of the of, what the, of the, where the Republican Party has been going basically but also, for fifty all, years. Also, the Democratic uh, Party. No, not exactly. No. Do you um, not think that the overly extreme wokeness is also the same kind of result of social media gone wild? Um, it, it's got its problems, but not the same kind. No. No, they're they're not they're not they're not banning all of women. They're not canceling women's rights completely. They're not com- canceling democracy completely. They're but, not completely but, but are they, racist. Are, are, are they they're not, not completely are, white supremacists? But are they not canceling people who have what could be considered they a fair problems. enough opinion about like no, transgenderism? No, no doubt about it. They've got problems. Okay, that I disagree with. But then you cannot compare them in any way. I'm sorry. I, uh, no, I mean there's there's no comparison. They're not they're, they're not two sides of the same coin. No, due to the fact that society's create a mechanism no. in which we can no longer exchange Sorry, information no, in that no, way. No, 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 They're not completely abrogating, eliminating women's fundamental rights. They're not eliminating democracy. They're not stopping black people from voting. I mean, come on. There's no comparison here. No comparison between somebody saying... What do you mean, you by, know, stop, what do you mean by stopping black people from voting? They're, they're doing this. There's, there's about, oh, I don't know, 35 pieces of legislation going through the states right now, doing everything they can to stop black people from voting. And believe me, trust me on this, okay? What do you mean by stopping black people from voting? They're, they're finding the black communities and they're seeing you know, where they vote, how they vote, and they're doing everything they can to stop it. You know, early voting, you know, there, 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 there's, there's, there's various voting places, you know, th- that you can drop off your votes, you know. Uh, they're they're, they're cancelling all of them in the black communities. And, 
They're doing everything they can, you know. It's, I, it's, it's a white supremacist, I think Christian white, nationalist. Yeah, and I think it goes you know? deeper, though. And I, I think a lot of the wokeness that is sold on social media, such as like the George Floyd issue, was actually controlled by the white man. And I think transgender and these kind of pseudo-women's rights that we are propagating in society whilst all the while still objectifying women more than we ever have, well, it's just because the white man is still in control of the money. The well, white man is still in control of capitalism. Well, well that's true, but, but that doesn't, that doesn't, that's not equally, equally uh, you know, uh, detrimental to society. You know, just because somebody's trying to have some transgender, transgender rights, um, you know, whether we agree with somebody, you know, going through the surgery at, 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 at five years old or not is certainly a debatable question. I don't, you know? I don't think you, you can't agree with that, though. You know, you, you no, can. I don't. But, but I'm just saying that's a debatable question, certainly. You know, I, I am particularly conservative in this regard in that I think everybody should just mind their own fucking business. You know, which is which is what the original conservative movement actually stood for. Mind your own fucking business. OK, you know, and um, there's no comparison between between the so-called woke extremists and the white supremacist Christian nationalist misogynists that are running the Republican Party or the Tories in, in England. You know, the, uh, yeah. these people, and there's no comparison whatsoever. What do you make? So, so we got we got King Charles getting coronated yesterday. Mm. Does that make you sick? You know, it's funny. It's funny how you change as you as you grow older. I must say, you know, and I don't care how how unpopular what I'm about to say is, but uh, it was utterly repulsive when I was a kid. You know, looking up at this, you know, the whole concept of monarchy and all of that was just insane to me and crazy, uh, especially <laughs> as an American. You know, you're just you're looking at this like, are you kidding me with this? You know. As I as I've gotten older, I I have to tell you the truth. Uh, I kind of enjoy it because it's so insane. Uh, you know, it, it's so crazy. You nearly view it as a comedy. Uh, it's sort of not comedy per se, but 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 it's just it's so out of touch with reality. So if, Char that, if Charles got in touch and said, "I want the East Street Band and Bruce to play at the coronation," are you not showing up? Um, you know, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I have to think about that. I mean, it would be up to Bruce, first of all, you know, uh, um, but, but, um, I'd have to, I'd have to think about that, but my, my inclination would be probably, uh, we probably would do it because, uh, I, I just think these things are, are, uh, I, f I find them entertaining at this point because they're so, they're so out of touch with reality in, in its own way that I find it incredible that it, it still exists. You know, I'm looking at this thing. It, it looks like it looks like some kind of movie or, or TV show. You know, I mean, uh, and I'm like, it's incredible this, that this can still exist in this crazy world of so many. Uh, so, so, so many of us drowning in, in, in reality. You know, here's this fantasy going on that um, in some interesting way, I think, uh, serves as a unifying element uh, of a country that is so, you know, so out of touch with the divisiveness of, of the world. You know, here, here's this sort of, you know, whether it's a pseudo, a pseudo unification or, or if it's, you know, sort of a fantasy unification, but it sort of symbolizes some kind of unification of the past that, 
uh, it, it seems it seems interesting to me now that, that it never it never did and before. That, that's why the U.S. is such a divisive place as well, though, because the U.S. is just the result of the same people who essentially are putting the crown on Charles's head, taking over the place. Um, Not in terms of the immigration that came later with the Irish and Italians, but I'm yeah, talking about uh, the origins of it in yeah, terms of power. Yeah. And we are better than you. This concept of human superiority as, a, as opposed yes. to human sharing. Yes. That's the white man's game. Yes. And Charles is the descendant still wearing the I am superior to you crown. Yes. And but, it's very funny because we all but, die one day and we're born out of accident. I know. But, but there's, some, there's some, you know, you have to look at it like it, it exists. Okay. So we can pretend it doesn't if you want to. You can pretend, you know, it's going to go away if you want to. I look. I tend to look at these things now in a more practical sense because I have to. Um, can he actually do some good? You say. I mean, you know, this is how you have to look at these things in terms of in my in my perspective, and I think he can. You know, in spite of the insanity of his family and you know. What, what is his good though? Well, I, I, I think, you know, if he helps the environment 1%, then, then I'm all for it, man. You know what I mean? But he What's can show difference? up at all the kind it's, of events he wants to to pretend that he's supporting the working class. But what I find so funny about those who deem themselves superior in society is that although they lend themselves charitably to those in need, it's the patronization and the ignorance about what those in need think of you. Yeah, I know, but, you're, but Prince you're William shows up to a school to the young black kids, and he shakes their hand, and he thinks they're honoured to meet the cunt. Yeah, no, no, you're, you're, but you're focusing on motivation, and I tend to focus on results. That, that's how I, I, you know, it, that's the difference. You know, and, and you're 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 totally correct. You can you can talk, you can call them, you know, uh, as hypocritical as you want to all day long, and and you're not going to be wrong. I, I mean, think I, I think mean, they're going to face this young, it out this now. young girl in America. Being surprised at the at the at the you know the monarchy's racism. I mean, what what is more absurd than that? That's the, they're, yeah. they're a fucking empire. You're talking. They, you're talking. They, about, you're talking about Meghan Markle. Yeah. I but mean, what's I mean, interesting you're is you're we, surprised we, at the we talked we we talked about two sides of the same coin. For yeah. me, that she is that. She she went there because she saw Diana be glorified as the kind of villain of the uh, monarchy, and uh, she went there to be that character in order. She wasn't naturally saying, "I'm going to call out the inequality of their views." She went there to be a fucking hero. Well, she they, is them. But, well, She's they, the same they, fucking values as them. There you go. There you go. I mean, that's 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 you speaking, not me. But I'm just saying that 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 uh, that, that that is you know exactly the, 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 the dynamic that's going on here that, you know, if we focus on all the motivations, of course, you're going to be, it's just going to be one big soap opera, okay? So I tend to look at, okay, what can get done here, okay? Uh, and, and, and they exist. It is what it is, man. Let's just, like, let's just hope that some good comes out of it. And that's how I look at it. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not afraid of it. I'm not threatened by it. You know what I mean? I don't have to live with it, okay? You know, whatever. But, but you know, I just tend to look at these things like, wow, this is a bizarre thing to still exist in the 21st century. And I wonder if some good can come of it. How, that's do, you all, how you know? do you tune in and out? Like, I'm, I'm a lot younger than you. Um, and you've had a, a long life, but a long life that you, you you didn't you never lost your mind. Did you ever lose your mind? Was there ever like an eighteen month period where you just went fucking berserk? Maybe now, but no. Do you, do you know what I mean though? Like it's a, life's a long time to live in sanity. 
Yeah. Because we are, as I said, accidental sperms meeting eggs. We're given a fake society. Staying in touch with reality. What was the closest you ever came to going, I think I might have lost my shit. I'm just going to focus on guitar for six months as opposed to talking. Well, I I, I had my, my, my period in the 90s when I just was adrift. And for the first time in my life, I found myself without a mission. Yeah, so that was pre-Sopranos and post kind of the... E Street. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I, I just sort of, you know... Just was uh, living and absorbing and learning from walking my dog and, and learning from my dog, you know, exactly how my dog exists and, and yeah. tends to live by the moment. So you went back to existentialism. Yes. You went back to the fact that we're unimportant in order to give yourself a meaning again. Uh, yes. Or was it the fact that you'd had successful work previous that kept you going? No, it was it was a, it was a failure to find a way to work. You know, I, I feel I'm I'm here to realize my potential. I feel we all are. Yeah. And I wasn't, and I got to a point where I could no longer realize my potential. And I thought, how did I get here? How did I get to this place? And if I ever get out of this place, I'm never gonna be there again. You know, I'm gonna never be unable to work yeah. again you know and i've been working ever since but 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 there was a good you know seven years there where i was just wandering in the wasteland man you know thinking wondering how i got there and and uh you were still getting money from past records and stuff like that no there was very little royalties um a guy saved my life financially um i had produced a couple of records in that in that period with some friends, and one of which was the reunion of the Southside Johnny and the Asbury Jukes, yeah. an album called Better Days, which I wrote most of. And this publisher happened to hear it, and he thought the songs were, uh, you know, in, you know, impressive, and and uh, gave me a publishing deal um, out of out of the blue, which paid all my bills for those years it's a remarkable time then though to have debatably your your biggest fulfillment of potential what you're like 40 here you're talking about your early 40s when this was happening yeah yeah i was um in my uh, yeah in my 40s and yeah. seven years of that kind of lack of meaning how did you push off self-doubt enough to go i've never acted before I'm going to be Silvio Dante is it Nietzsche that says a visionary lies to himself a liar lies to others did you have to get delusional internally you to survive? You, you don't really think that way. You, you know, you're just sort of existing, you know? You're, you're just sort of uh, trying to absorb and those reconcile. Who, were those who loved you going, Stevie, what the fuck's going on? Yeah, everybody was like, what happened to him to some extent? Yeah. Um, um, and then, you know... Out of the blue comes David Chase and says, "You know, do you want to be an actor? And I, you know, do you want to be in my TV show?" And I, I was like, "Jeez, thank you, but no, I don't really. I, I'm not an actor." And, and he just said, "Yes, you are. You know, you just don't know it yet." You know, and I was like, "You know what? I got nothing better to do, man. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm all yours. Let's see what happens." You know, so it was completely existential in that sense of. Living in the moment without any yeah. past, without any future. You know what I mean? Living living very much in that so moment. So, like, would you yeah. be studying lines when you'd see other trained actors and they'd be there kind of learning their lines, no. learning their tone? And their, no. With that little training, when you saw that level of professionalism around you, how did you go, I have no background, but I'm going to walk into this scene and not give a shit and be Silvio Dande? Because I wrote a biography about my character and he was fearless. 
you know. So I became that fearless character, uh, and um, and and I had to I had to cheat a little bit in the sense of I had to look in the mirror and see him. You know, and to this day, I'm so impressed by actors who look exactly like themselves, you know, able to act. So for me, I mean, you know, the bandana and everything has really helped me because, you know, whenever I have any kind of hair uh, or whatever, you know, I become this entirely look a a different looking person. You know what I mean? So I, I designed the way the guy looked. And when I looked in the mirror and I saw him, I figured if I could see him, I could be him. You know what I mean? And, and, and I wrote a biography about him being fearless and then combined with the way he looked, I walked out of that trailer, uh, that guy, you know. And what about the struggle because you're someone who, like, you had the South Africa thing, the anti-apartheid, you're someone who, who's social justice. What about the dirty side of Silvio? That isn't, that isn't often celebrated, the pulling Adrian out of the car, the, the woman beating Silvio. Hmm. Was he hard to play? Yes. Uh, very much. I, I despise bullies with a passion. Uh, with a passion, I mean, that that motivates me greatly. Uh, bullies of all kinds. Um, so it was particularly difficult. Yes, uh, that was the most difficult scene. In fact, the one you're pointing out. The craft is becoming that character in that moment. And I was determined to learn this new craft and be serious about it, you know, because, I mean, it's not, it's not very often somebody has that kind of faith in you, you know. Yeah. I mean, at that stage of the game, right, his, his show's depending on the cast, you know, to some extent. Yeah. And he's casting a guy who never acted before. And by the way, he cast me as Tony Soprano. Okay, yeah. you know, and HBO wisely said, "What are you fucking nuts? Are you crazy? <laughs> the guy's never acted before. I mean, we're gonna, you know, our whole, you know, network depends on this fucking show. <laughs> you know, so I mean, you know, wisely we ended up, you know, with a different, a different role. But, but you know, David Chase was just like, fuck, fuck everybody. You know, I'm doing what I feel like. You know, so, so it, 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 you know, it, it was." Um, when somebody has that kind of faith in you, you know, you tend to rise. I, I tend to rise to the occasion. I can't, I can't, it's probably, I, I, I can't count it on more than one hand, the, the, the times that that's happened in my life. What were your folks like when you were growing up? My, my father was, uh, my, 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 first of all, my, my mother uh, divorced my real father at, at age two or three. I, never, I don't remember him at all. Uh, and I went to live with my Italian family, my, her, her parents. Well, Italian-American. Um, Speaking uh, a bit of Italian. No, no the grandfather, grandfather from Italy, from Calabria. Okay. Uh, so it was a very much an Italian, an Italian-American family, um, which I think uh, supplied the love and support that gave me confidence throughout my life. Because um, a, a, a divorce is supposed to be traumatic for the kid. It wasn't for me. Anyway, so she me- remarries uh, this Dutch guy, uh, Bill Van Zandt, who adopts me, 1957. So your second name's the second name of your stepfather? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, I'm actually 100% Italian blood. And, and, um, and he was, uh, interestingly, uh, an ex-Marine Goldwater Republican. So I got to understand that level of, of the conservative movement. And the shortcomings of it, but also took the discipline and kind of self-responsibility of his thing into your kind of life. Yes, yes. And, and patriotism in an interesting way, okay. even though my patriotism would take a different turn than, than that generation. But the patriotism is still like Bruce's songs are quite patriotic. Yes. 
even it doesn't have to be born in the USA even like born to run you wrote the trumpet on that and there's a come up it's there's an American dream element to the come up of the melody of that. Like, well, y- yes, there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's an idealism built into our country's formation that was a tiny sliver of what was going on, okay, by the very few enlightened founding fathers, okay? We refer to the founding fathers as this great group of geniuses. It wasn't, okay? There was a few of them that were actually very enlightened, and they had to compromise greatly with the rest of the creeps, all right, which put slavery in our constitution. When we come to judging the past, though, we're talking about slavery creeps. So new to the concept of travel, though, do you, do you think they actually were creeps or they were just ignorant? Well, I mean, yeah, I, I, uh, yeah, I, yeah, uh, perhaps creeps is the wrong word. You're right. Uh, uh, um, slavery was a thing at the time. Veganism numbers and vegetarianism is rising every year now because we're realizing that a cow isn't just alive to be fucking killed for a burger. So they were so ignorant and, and, like had such little means to just guaranteed food and guaranteed warmth that they saw black people and they thought they're lesser. They're not right. They're completely wrong. But I, I, I just dislike the gay rights uh, referendum in Ireland only passed in 2015 that, that, that gays could marry. And you'd have people who were kind of young and, and, and kind of in that college revolutionary scene who were criticizing the 82-year-old in the country who still believes that the priest is talking to Jesus, who's saying that gays shouldn't marry and wasting their time and accusing this 82-year-old. You're right, you're right. I, 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 I'm, I apologize. For, for, that was an incorrect way of putting it. You're absolutely right. And, right and, I, and in fact, I defend a lot of this exactly as you are when people start bringing down, you know, Thomas Jefferson statues <laughs> yeah. and, you know, Abraham Lincoln statues, yeah. you know, because, or, you know, George Washington because he owned slaves. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a route uh, to what we consider. Uh, I'm with you. I'm, 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 I'm with you 100% on this. I, 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 I said that incorrectly. So let me, let me put it another way. Um, there were a few particularly enlightened founding fathers, okay, who planted the seeds of equality in the true sense of the word, which we are still trying to live up to, okay? We're still trying to get there, all right? And that's the patriotism that I reflect in my work and Bruce reflects in his work. We're still, it's a, it's a work in progress, okay? We're still trying to make it, uh, realize the ideals that our country partly was founded on. Uh, and, um, you know, and, and part of that is questioning the government when they go off of that path towards whatever it may be, some anti-democratic path or fascist or, you know, misogynist or whatever it may be. Uh, uh, you know, so we, we were constantly in, a, in that struggle to try and realize the ideal, most ideal uh, 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 tenets of, 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 of our country. And um, we've got a long way to go still, but... but at the same time, I, I don't believe in canceling people from the past uh, who necessarily owned slaves or whatever it may be because they, it was a thing at the time. And I've even said what you just implied. I said 100 years from now, it, the same judgment's going to be made on people who are eating meat today, yeah. you know, killing animals. And people are going to be just appalled by that. Yeah. All right. And I agree with that 100%. And it's the same, you know, the same way. You just, 
you know, you can't really judge what's going on culturally at the time if it, if it seems to be the status quo. And the ones that did go against it, you know, were particularly enlightened. And, and thankfully, those are the guys that we tend to try and, and, and emulate and try and realize the potential of the country that they implied. Would I mean, you like to be young now? No. You'd actually, if, you would, if, you, if someone goes to you, you can be 30 now. Or you can be seventy-two. No. Would you stay seventy-two? No, no, I can't relate. I can't. I can't relate to it. I can't. I, I can't. I, I feel very, very lucky, very lucky to have grown up when I did. I think we're the luckiest generation that's ever been, and I may be the luckiest guy in the luckiest generation that's ever yeah. been. Yeah. We grew up in a renaissance. There won't be another renaissance for hundreds of years, and that quality of life that comes with a renaissance when the greatest art being made is also the most commercial okay Um, that puts a level of quality in you that never goes away and and I'm still trying to attain every time we go on stage Every time I write a song every time I make a record is it there must be something in you that knows how to to be Silvio Dante, to be the leader of the East Street Band, I also think your solo career is immensely underrated. I think that's the first time marketing did you. That's your first experience of what it's like now to be an artist who's good but isn't getting looked at. Because you were Bruce's guy, yes, it that, should have been much bigger. The no, tunes thank are, you. Appreciate that, though. But that's true. Uh, most people can't relate to the fact that you are uh, a leader and a soldier. You know, yeah. you, you know, they, they, it's like one or the other. You know, yeah. and they never quite understood how can you. But they don't understand that when we were growing up, you know, my band was just as big as his. And and I had just as much respect as he did. And when I joined him, everybody was shocked. And when I started calling him the boss, people started taking it seriously because I was a boss, you know, and a very significant one locally, you know. But I I just felt I could contribute to him and I felt he was a special... What was it about him that was better, though? Was it just, did he just overthink life less? I, I, I think it was two things. No, number one, I've never uh, really been attracted to the spotlight myself. I, I, I really am not. Um, I really prefer being somebody behind the scenes. Yeah, what, bit, what is you know? the spotlight, really? Well, it's, a, it's, a, it's an essential, it's, a, it's, it's, the love, uh, it's the love of an audience. It, it's, it's, the, it's the love, perhaps, that you did not get as, as a kid, okay, frankly. And would Bruce have lacked love as a kid? Do you I think? think there was some... A lack thereof of uh, from from his father in in the beginning. Yes, yeah. uh, You know, uh, I I, don't, I mean he had he had a great love from his mother and and a great love from his grandmother and and uh, and um, eventually from his father. Who, both of our fathers came around um, before they they Did died. Did your biological father come around? After? No, no, I never met him. No, uh, my stepfather. Yeah, so we were we were we were the generation gap. I mean, we. So he was originally anti what you do, and then when you became we, a success, we embarrassed our parents. Okay, we, our existence was an embarrassment to our parents. All right, uh, our, our fathers particularly. You know, our mothers pretended to be. You know, uh, try tried to understand yeah. us, but but because the maternal love is natural. That's kind of what we. Yeah. No, but we are genetically like a father is kind of just a seed. They they're supposed to go around and have sex with numerous different they women, were, monogamy. <laughs> <laughs> and they go ooh, 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 and they bounce on and they see you down the field hunting the same line the mother genuinely knows you're sucking from the teat yeah the, did you ever feel like telling your father did you ever t- t- feel like telling your father to fuck off though when he came back or did you just go no I forgive you 
that's why you're kind of passionate about no, me not no, calling no, the forefathers. Honestly, uh, no, because I understood his uh, repulsion. Uh, it was perfectly natural for that generation to be completely uh, not just threatened by us, but, but, but uh, afraid for us. When you were, let's say, 24, actually using the word fag or being homophobic wasn't just accepted. It was just a fact. Were you defending that when you were 24? Were you and Bruce going, you cannot judge that? That was built in to, to, to our craft. We, 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 we were way ahead of society. Yeah. You know, we, we, you know we, we didn't understand racism. We, black people were the source of our, uh, our craft. Yeah. Um, we didn't think any Anything about women being less or yeah, homosexuals yeah. being less? The people thought we were homosexuals because we had long hair, you know. So I mean, we we had a we had a, a, a brotherhood with them from the beginning. We're being accused of being, you know, whatever that, you know. So so it wasn't. No, I, I didn't. I, I mean, we had. We, I came. I happened to come up in a very white sub, suburban neighborhood. I only remember one black family. And um, uh, they, we, he was uh, friendly with my best friend, who was a year ahead of me in school. And I remember going with them to a, a, a public pool, and they wouldn't let him in to swim in the pool. And, and I remember my friend coming, saying, we're leaving. I'm like, well, why, why are we leaving? They won't let Ernie swim in the pool, you know? And I thought, wow. That was my first encounter with racism. You know, I'm like, what? Why won't they let him swim in the pool? You know, what the fuck? What? You know, because he's black. I'm like, so what? You know, that isn't just about the luxury of the pool. It's actually, it's a claim that he's less hygienic in early, is it? Right. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, there's that. That that that's implied. Yeah. Yeah. Just like you know, uh, just like the 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 lemon peel that, that is served with yeah, espresso. So they the fact that his skin was dark, it would nearly have a polluting effect on the white water. So yes. To speak. And and that, and that continued to Italian Americans, which continues to this day in the form of the lemon peel served with espresso, which you'll still see occasionally. And when my Italian friends came to America, they said, what is with this fucking lemon peel with, with the coffee? Because that's what we do in Italy to make you throw up, you know? And and it turns out, you know, I, I looked into it, and it turns out it was because they feel, felt Italians were un, uh, unclean, and the lemon peel was to clean the, the, the cup, you know, before you drank it, you know? But it's, it continues to this day. You'll sometimes see lemon peel with coffee, which, you know, <laughs> Italians used to literally throw up. A- anyway, the, there, was, there was all that, that sort of uh, implied uh, lack of uh, hygiene or whatever that I couldn't relate to then, and I don't relate to to now and, and you know that hasn't changed so that none of that changed honestly uh we just did we just took it for granted just as this new generation is which i have great faith in i hope we still have a planet by the time they can vote but but you know they they, they don't understand prejudice why did you not have kids i never had kids because i never felt financially secure enough to have kids to be honest i i'm still looking for a steady job and uh, I never quite found one. Um, I just, uh, I, it's enough pressure as it is, you know. I mean, I shouldn't have even been married, to be honest. I mean, there's enough pressure just trying to, you know, just, just to, you know, my, my, my long suffering wife has put up with a lot of, a lot of my, uh, 
you know, crazy craziness. And um, she married a fun-loving guy about to break through in the E Street Band, you know. And, you know. And, and you fucked up. I turned into this fucking psychotic <laughs> political artist, <laughs> yeah. you know, is, is, is going into Soweto under a fucking blanket. When you, you left know? the E Street Band in that time that you, you financially shouldn't have, but in a way it kind of... It kind of makes you. Why did you do that? Did it, did an independent agent get in your ear and say that you're being mugged off and you're as good as Bruce and you had that kind oh, of? Oh no, 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 no. As I, as I said to you before, I never had the I never had the need to be the star to be in the spotlight. So why did you leave? Um, it, it was a combination of of uh, our our relationship beginning to change a bit. Um, I was used to contributing to his life in a significant way. And I started to feel like he he just was starting to not particularly pay attention as much as he as he was, you know. And, and uh, with this new manager that had come in, you know, it was a little bit of a, a little bit of a rub with the Beatles. John just well, I, John I, I, just wasn't falling for the commercialism anymore. Now look, if you look if you look at the uh, the, the the new um, you know the the new the footage, the, the film, the, the seven the, hour, the, yeah, the new thing. John's and, checked out, and, and even the Let It Be thing. You, well, yeah, but but I mean, you, you you wish we would have had the wisdom back then to say, listen, guys, it's time to take a break, okay? Everybody go off, make a few solo albums, but then let's c come back and let's be the Beatles every two years, every three years. But you, you know can't I mean? do that because you all come up together, and, and what it is is that people's inability to let go of the ego. That's, that's what it is. The ego well, is more important than money, success, fame, all of it, and even the tunes. Yeah, but, but there's no better ego satisfaction than being in the Beatles. But you should okay? let go of the ego. No, Maybe bands no, aren't supposed I, no, to be together because no. each individual has their creativity well, within them. That's how you look at it. So I'm, when you merge it, you start going, who's responsible, who's responsible? That's why these split-ups always happen. Let me just say that, yeah, you know, in some ways, you need to occasionally go make a solo record, okay, for what, for your ego, whatever it may be. But then, you know, if your ego is really functioning, you realize <laughs> that the most realized uh, expression and success of your of your ego mania was being in the band. I think Lennon meets McCartney. I think that McCartney has a great ear for a melody and is a happy guy with a happy childhood who wants everyone to go. I'm going to smoke weed every day until I'm 80 and make you happy. Lennon was a torn lyricist who genuinely was pouring his lack of kind of maternal influence into lyrics. So for the first two records, it works. But after a while, you get successful. McCartney's going, let's just be famous and rich. And Lennon is going, no, let's change the fucking world. And he believed his own bullshit. He believed he was the next fucking I, Karl Marx. He believed he was the next Che Guevara. Yeah, but I don't, th I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that's true. I think they both lost their mothers at 14. Okay, so it was, it was a bit of a... A combined but didn't wasn't Lennon kind of raised by the the anti yes, and didn't really have yes the, and he had more anger when everyone when everyone asked the question no Lennon v McCartney uh, I put it down to when they genuinely went head to head in the ring Tyson Holyfield moment was Strawberry Fields Forever v Penny Lane and that was when both of them were describing their childhoods and it describes what kind of Beatles fan you are Penny Lane is much better uh, melody it's a beautiful song Suburban Skies and all that shit Strawberry Fields Forever that is an actual homage to the innocence and naivety of childhood in the back of the kind of fucking home it's he was in. It's fantasy. 
and I think Strawberry Fields Forever if, like, if you're feeling lyrics if you're going to be moved to tears and emotion I put on Strawberry Fields every time if I'm, if I'm at a party of 40 Penny Lane let's be fake and let's be bullshitters if I'm on my own <laughs> and I'm putting on the headphones and I'm having a fucking joint uh, Strawberry Fields Forever do you know I, what I mean which one talks about a suicide Strawberry Fields <laughs> I think Paul McCartney was, was just as much a, a, a legitimate artist mm. as, as John and and, so and, 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 and and had just as much uh, emotional communication it just happened to be slightly different you know um, no but so do I and, 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 and I have absolutely no right to comment on either of those guys because they are so superior in terms of art but, but what I'm saying is that but it wasn't, surely it wasn't, the it wasn't, split comes for a reason they mean different things people who are buying the tickets and buying the albums are, are they're entitled to perception and yeah, for me Lennon wasn't genuine pain but, but there's something you, you you're leaving out of the equation, which is um, everybody, a great band. What, what is a great band? Okay, a great band, just like any great uh, combination of elements in a society, right? It's different elements combining in a way that creates something unique that they can't do on their own, okay? You know what I mean? And, 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 and so whatever John wrote, all right, and whatever Paul wrote, and whatever George wrote, you know, and, and Ringo, whatever they wrote, they knew they're going to have to play it for the other guys, okay? Which changes the way you write. Take it from me, yeah. all right? It changes the way you write, and and changes the 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 basic, you know, the ego you're talking about. It's merged. There's a merging of those egos, which is a good thing, uh, you know, for the most part, until it isn't, okay? And at that point in that film, you know, you can see everybody Everybody loved that film. And I'm like, I'm, I, look, it was depressing to me, and I'm sorry, but it was, you know, everybody says, why is this depressing? It was so wonderful. You see Paul write a song, you know, all these nice... Mm. I'm like, I don't want to hear George Harrison apologize for not being Eric Clapton. What the fuck is that about? You know, he's apologizing for not being ever clapped. He's saying, Ten years he's, he's saying that's he's kind of saying that ironically. There's, uh, there's a bit of no, he wasn't. Uh, he was fucking apologizing for not being Eric Clapton. But he's saying, you know, sorry, I'm not Eric Clapton. Well, uh, yeah, but there was some it, part of him, you know, meaning, I, I, meaning I, that I, literally. I think the George thing, though, like when everyone says like George should have had more tunes, George, George's songwriting is influenced off the two boys. Well, not only that, but it's a bit exaggerated, and no one's a bigger George Harrison fan than me. Okay, but this 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 fantasy that he was carrying all these great songs yeah. and being suppressed yeah. is simply not true. Okay, it, near the end, it was yes, near, near the very end of what we're talking about that era, he started to really write great songs. You know, but you know, it wasn't always that. It just was. I mean, John had to write his song. You know, he wrote him. Uh, I only want to. You know, happy to dance with you for hard days night because George didn't have one you know I mean you know and, and, and eventually George did become a fantastic writer but this is my point at that stage of the game that we that got filmed you know for let it be it should have been let's take a break it's time to take a break okay if we only had the wisdom 
you know, and I'm not even sure if Brian Epstein had survived, he would have had the wisdom to do it. But let's just take a break, fellas. Do us your solo records, you know. But then let's come back and be the Beatles every two years, every three years. And that's what everybody should do. If you have the miraculous luck to have a great band, man, don't ever take it for granted. But all of these bands, you're saying about a great band is the combination of different ideas. It's about that one figure who makes it fucking happen. Like Pete Doherty. You don't know who Pete Doherty is. But the Libertines were like this great band. Yeah, we play them. We play them. We play them. Do you? Yes, Liberty on my records. format, my format, yeah, we play them. Okay, yeah. So, but he used to like uh, force. He, he used to force the gigs. He used to make it happen. Is that well, what Springsteen was? You're, you're not wrong. I mean, they're, they're not all. It's not all one, some wonderful democracy. I'm not saying that. I mean, there is, there is, there is visionaries, and there is there there is people who are the force of nature that makes things happen. Bruce certainly was one because he he wanted it. You want it all, man. Why not? You know, you want the money. You want to get laid. You want the respect. What you mostly want is the freedom. You want you want to control your own destiny. All right, that's what it's all about, man. That's what in the end, that's what it's all about for all of us. We want to control our own destinies, you know, and and that the best way to do that is to be the leader, and and you know, but the leader is the leader, but he's not doing it by himself. All right, you know, he has. These other elements that come in and contribute to his, to his vision, and that was the case with with Bruce. It's the case with John Lennon. It was the case with Brian Jones. Bowie. You know, I know we well, had uh, uh, Ronson. Ronson and yeah, yeah. You know, he, we, I mean, you know, he had Ronson, and, and but he um, genuinely kind of knew. He he just wasn't arsed with yeah, any. I mean, he, he was fairly unique in that in that way. But but he had you know, but he has collaborators too. You know what I mean? I mean. You know, I mean, you know, Nile Rodgers, you know, helped out with his biggest hit, you yeah. know. You know, I mean, there was there was that. There were producers always, you know. Um, I don't think he ever... Uh, How would you rate Bowie as an artist in terms of, I know it's not sports, you can't just say top five, Alabama, yeah, LSU, no, but yeah. in terms of like... Uh, Lyricism, diversity. Um, I, I think I think he's a remarkable artist. Did you ever meet Bowie? Unique. Uh, yeah, briefly I did. I wish I'd spent more time with him actually, but I didn't appreciate his thing in uh, in in the beginning. I, I I was a very much a traditionalist, and and I was against. Uh, I, I'm not against it. You but thought he was I, overdoing it. I couldn't relate to the entire uh, theatricality yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. distance that that Bowie introduced. That you know, Roxy music and, and yeah. glam in general, all of that, you know, was it was a movement away from tradition that I just couldn't relate to at all at the time. You know, I, I enjoy it now. I enjoy, you know, it's show business, you know, and I enjoy show business it's now. It's deeper than show business, know? though. Show business is him singing Let's Dance. But if you, if you look at his actual tracks that are, are less show busy, you look at a track oh, like no, Rock no, and Roll no, Suicide. No, no, don't get me wrong. He's a legitimate artist in show business. You know I mean? He's a, he's a completely legitimate well, he's artist. He's kind of both, though, isn't he? But, Bowie has the yes. ability to be underground and sell the stadium. That's what makes him... He was in, he, he, in a different caliber. I think I think you're absolutely right, but it, but it, but it came a little bit later. You know, his early stuff was just desperately trying to make it like everybody else. I mean, if you listen to the early al- albums, you know, he's searching for his identity like everybody else. He's trying to find a common ground with an audience. Springsteen always, in a way, is singing to the fact that humans still have rules. Bowie's getting weird. It's a difference between the 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 perception. Our, our particular art form, in the traditional sense, happens to be the most autobiographical of all the art forms, okay? Yeah. In its perception. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right? Now, here comes Bowie, 
talking about going to fucking space. Uh, you, you know, it's no longer because he's giving you the actual insight. Well, of his but brand. that, but that's like, that's another level removed from, from. You know, what I mean, it's not literally. Is Bruce the main lyricist of Bruce's tunes? Oh, hundred percent. Oh no, he writes everything. You, he writes everything. Lyrically, though, do you, do you think there ever should have been a time where Springsteen went weird, just on one record? I had one argument with him about it. Yeah, it's in my book. Um, you know, there was one moment where, where I, you know, we had been separated for a little a couple of years, and and he he always plays me his new stuff, and he played me something that I just really. Uh, had a problem with you know and we had a big fight about it but is it difficult because he knows that it's going to sell and in a way it's also a job so he knows the money's going to come so when you're arguing he's looking at you going I'm still going to make millions so you don't um, really have a, it's a it, it, that's a tough it's a, that's a tough discussion because at a certain point you know it's art meets commerce and, and um, it's really hard sometimes to divide the two it's a that's, challenge. That's the main thing with you and Bruce, isn't it? It's the art. It's the art of e-commerce. Well, it's, it's the only difference is you know my my life happens to be the, the triumph of art over commerce because you, you, the simple reason yeah, I've never had it. that wasn't my choice. Do you, so. would, would you have rather the combination of you and Bruce be, let's say, half the ticket sales, album sales, half the net worth, both of you, but you went further into actually altering culture because the Springsteen gigs icon fans are fucking there every single day but it has a little bit of a Garp Brooks vibe and it's just guaranteed it's we have the t-shirt Springsteen's in town we'll wave our hands but you can take that for granted if you want to but try it out man try and do it <laughs> you know from how do you think he holds up to the boys the Lennons and the Bowies I know when sales he's he's right up there uh, um, legacy yeah. wise no no he, he'll be right up there believe me he'll be right up there and and that you know and I and I and I can say that objectively believe me uh, I study it all the time uh he's right up there with with you know the great ones and and uh and the fact that he our last record, I mean, has the quality that it has. I mean, listen to Letter to You. I mean, the quality of these songs is is ridiculously high. It, it, you know, there's, he has no reason to be writing at that high quality anymore. Yeah. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's absolutely amazing and and, and amazingly autobiographical. Yeah, he's uh, he's you know. motive like in terms of mindset, the guy should be studied. But but I mean, in terms of uh, social impact, believe me, you, you can't have a, a more uh, social impact. Than Bruce has had, but it's the style uh, of social impact I'm talking it's, it's about. It's a completely positive social impact. Oh no, it's not. It's not not positive. But yeah. is it when you were in the '80s and you were mates with Bruce, you're playing the guitar and you're co-writing tunes and all? Did you feel it was different at the gigs? Was there young women like, throwing themselves on the stage? People saying to you, "Listen, no, you've, you've no, talked no, me no, out of addiction." There was never that. For the first uh, ten years, it's nothing but guys. First of all, you know, why, why? because you know you you play in rock and roll, which wasn't which wasn't you know hip to for, for girls. But Mick Jagger yeah. had knickers thrown on him every single night. Uh, not in the beginning, he didn't. I guarantee you he didn't. It's guys but in the beginning. Springsteen is a wings, beer, and football kind of soundtrack, but isn't it? But he became it? that, and, and, they, and, and he, did not, he, didn't become, he didn't become that. He pulled them to him. They, they came to him. He never, he never compromised an iota. If you listen to Born in USA, there's not one single, we had seven hit singles on this, on this record. None of them fit on the radio. You know, you, you, you can't measure, just because somebody is particularly successful doesn't mean they've compromised. And in his case, and I would argue in Bob Dylan's case and, and John Lennon's, I mean, Bowie, I mean, I mean you name the great artists, right? The, the 10 greatest artists, 
And um, in my uh, opinion, uh, they brought the people to them. Are you a lyric guy? Do you, um, do you look at music la- lyrically? Last, last. Any music that's pulled me is what the fuck are they saying? No, not me. No, I mean, that's, that's icing on the cake. I mean, you, you hope it's good. You know, you hope it's not distracting. If it's storytelling, though, isn't it? You're not going to be interested in the lyrics if the music isn't great. You're not going to be even interested. Bob Dylan is one of the greatest singers of all time and greatest music writers of all time, but nobody thinks about that because he's the greatest lyricist of all time, you know. That's where we're going with Lennon and McCartney, though. For me, Lennon's lyrics are just so clever. You don't know which is his and which isn't. You really don't. Oh, you can tell instantly when you're... Well, you think so. You think so. You think so. But don't be so sure. You know, yeah. I mean, to some extent, that's true, but not to the complete extent. Believe me, they, they were collaborators to some extent... The way to make art is make what you'd want to hear, make what you'd want to read. Absolutely that, right. That's absolutely, it. Absolutely right. You know, if you want, if you're a musician, you turn the radio. What do you want to hear when you turn that radio on? You know, um, if you're a writer, what do you want to read? You know, if you're a painter, what do you want to see? Absolutely right. That's a very good way to start. You know, but 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 all, all I can suggest to people is you focus focus on the craft. Okay, focus on the craft, and this is a challenge for this generation more than any other generation because of all of the, all of the distractions and the and the and inability of our society to respect development. And the truth is, greatness ain't born, all right? Greatness is developed, and it takes time, and there's no fucking shortcut to it. And, you know, you got to shut your device off and focus on the craft to some extent before you're going to ever get good at it. And don't worry about the art, okay? Take care of the craft, and the art will take care of itself. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed being on the Michael Anthony show. Yeah, it's always always good talking to you. Always, yeah. always a challenge. <laughs> uh, and I appreciate you coming on. And the uh, the life you've lived is fascinating and inspiring simultaneously. My pleasure. Uh, Steve Anzan, thank you. MA show. It's been how many years, boy, boy. You still don't know my chairs of joy. No need to go, just take it slow. And have you heard the Michael Anthony show? Makes me feel just fine. What's it? Makes me see the light. What about those tears? Tears believe my eyes. How's it make it feel? Makes me feel alright.